wake up, it's morning You're dreaming up a story I can hear The way it's going, cause you're laughing in your sleep On the path to your deliverance And a holy roll of light Pouring through your window And I'm happy there it is, Jonah. We're live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been kind of looking forward to this today, actually. Live from New York at Saturday night. Yeah, right. Live from Sulphur, Louisiana. It's Friday, Friday night. night. Yep. Yeah. Well, man, I'm, I'm so excited that you decided to do this with me. I kind of threw this at you out of left field. Yeah, kind of. Not too much. Uh, so this is my son, Jonah, guys. If you are um, a follower or a listener of Find the Good News, I'm sure you've heard me talk about him. Uh, sulfur high school student in the color guard you know that i'm really proud of him and uh you also know that i've learned a lot from him too he's a, a been a great tool for me to grow up at 45 to be honest with you <laughs> he's had to he's had kids had to face a lot and overcome a lot and man i'll tell you he uh he faces everything with grace and uh he's so willing to learn that's just one of these things that blows my mind i was not as willing to learn as him when I was his age. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, you know, just in an effort to experiment with Find the Good News and to bring goodness to your life, hopefully, uh, in another way, uh, we thought we'd start sitting down on Friday nights during this whole COVID-19 winter that looks like we're all going to be going through. Because, man, it's, uh, I know just for me, and I don't know about him, he's had a different week than I've had, but, you know, out there running a business and trying to prepare um, and nap moving, migrating some of our services to our home office so we could work remotely. It's been a challenging week. Had a lot on my mind. And, you know, I'm sure we all have, right? Mm -hmm. But you still got to try to be a good person even when all that stuff's going on, you know. And, and, hey, sometimes that takes effort. I mean, I can't lie and say it's, like, so easy. Sometimes it's literally just uh you got to put some energy into it so anyway so tonight what we were going to do we thought i thought it would be cool and then i asked jonah if he thought this would be cool if we took an element from the podcast that most of the listeners are used to and we uh did a little live thing together so Jonah knows about this, and if you're a listener of the show, then you also know about the fishbowl. Uh, the fishbowl is this big, beautiful fishbowl where we love stickers in our family. I've always liked them when I was a kid. And, you know, this fishbowl's got stickers all over it, but there's over 400 questions. I think there's over 450 questions in this fishbowl. Many of them I had uh, seeded into the bowl whenever I first started the podcast, and I asked listeners to submit their questions, so I've had hundreds of questions come in from listeners as in this past year since we started. But then I've also put in some cards from these mind uh, mind engaging decks that I've acquired over the last year that I really enjoy. So there's a lot of stuff in there like that, and then there's some would you rather questions too. So the format of the show typically is I sit and I talk with the guests, right? So mm -hmm. tonight I'm a that's going to be Jonah, and then uh, after at the end of the show, we have the section called Fishing for Goodies. And Jonah, why don't you hand me the fishbowl so the folks can see it. A lot of people who listen to the show, you know, they don't know what this looks like, but isn't this thing beautiful? I mean, gosh, look at that. Mm -hmm. It's just so gorgeous. <laughs> and uh, we just keep sticking cool stuff on there. There's my boy Marty McFly, you know, got a lot of Back to the Future uh, stickers on there, so that's kind of my my thing. But look, look at inside of here. 
I mean, guys, so good. This thing has become such a great part of the show. So John and I are going to actually play Fishing for Goodies tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the format of that goes like this. The guests of the show, they draw three questions from the, sh from the fish bowl. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we read it out loud on the show. And then the guest basically answers that question to the best of their ability. And I kind of try to answer it, too. Some of these questions might be funny. Some of them might be serious. I mean, sometimes these questions have brought me into some dark places with people where we end up crying. Some of them just get you to think uh, seriously, and some of them are really whimsical. I enjoy it every single time a guest draws a hard question. Mm -hmm. I can tell when they've drawn something, and I there's a sense that maybe it's like, man, can I just put that back in the fishbowl and just get another one? But I'm always impressed by the people that go, no, no, I'm going to answer this. And that's happened several times and we do not know we're going to when we when we draw we're not going to cheat we're going to answer whatever we draw right jonah yes okay so mm -hmm. the last question of the show find the good news is always on the back of this coffee mug and jonah and i are both sipping out of these find the good news mugs every guest of find the good news gets one of these lovely vintage styled mugs but on the back of that mug is the final question before they take their mug away with them. And it says, did anything good happen today? Every if you're day. a listener of the show, you know what that's all about, right? John, I used to come home and ask y'all, how was your day? And then mm -hmm. what would happen? Uh, and I'll tell you what would happen. Yeah. And was it always good? Not always good. Not always good. No. But as of recent, it's been getting better. Something good happens every day. Yeah. Waking I'm, up. It's true. Period. How much easier is it when you choose to pick out the good things during the day? Um, It's become easier recently. It used to not be. I know, right? But when you're grateful for every second, yeah, every, every second of the day is good. That's every, hard to do, though, man. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. I know there's a lot of people right now. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of people online who... Uh, I'm seeing a lot of the, that that tightrope walking. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then like with the COVID nineteen coronavirus, all that going on, it's so easy to feed into the news, feed into the fear factors. But this quarantine, for some of us, just seclusion, isolation, solitude is personally has been great for me. Yeah, it's been great for me. Like I feel like I've been getting better leaps and bounds since right. we've been quarantined. Well, so it's time to you can use that time, right? To yeah, focus on mindfulness, all that. Yeah. So, well, so that gets me into what I want to do tonight. So tonight, what I'd like to do is start the show off instead of we're going to start it and end it this way. Uh, I'd like to start off with this question, guys. Did anything good happen today? And I'm going to start that off with Jonah. So Jonah. You got to go first. Uh, did right. anything good happen today? I'm prepared. Yes, so many good things happened today. I woke up. I sat down and expressed gratitude for everything in my life that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um, thankful for life because it keeps sending me good and bad, keeping mm -hmm. me at a perfect balance, teaching me lessons, yeah. all that. So I expressed gratitude. I usually choose about five things I'm grateful for. Every day. You do that every day. Every day I sit up in bed, look outside, look at what the what's happening with the weather, 
get excited about what's happening with the weather, you know. Hmm. Um, because rain and shine, it's always good. But um, I just express five things that I'm grateful for, whether that be out loud or to myself. So then I got up, I made breakfast, thankful for my food, because y'all have worked so hard to get me food, um, farmers, all that. So I focus on the roots of where my food came from. Wow, do you really? Every day, yeah. So today, um, like, I mean, okay, that's interesting. If we, if you don't mind, like, let's stop right there, because okay. I'm going to tell you, like, uh... I'm sure a lot of people don't do that. I, I mean, we're so yeah. we live in sort of a a state of consumption and always going, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, so I uh, every day I focus on where my food came from, right? So this morning I had. Uh, peanut butter toast and bacon, you know, and I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan So I focused on the animal which I focused on the pig. I Showed how grateful I was for it um, Because you know, I'm not dying at the cost of somebody else eating so I sh shared my gratitude for that um, I shared my gratitude for the money that y'all have to make to get food for me to eat and then I focused on like farmers that farm wheat, all that, so I could get bread. And just like where the money comes from, where all of it comes from, because it all has to come from somewhere. It all has work behind it. So right. it's not just nothing. Because there's people out there that don't have it, you know. And that's just one thing. One right? thing. That's yeah. just one thing you're grateful for is your food. Yeah. I'm so I mean if you just start there and right. have the time, it sounds like what you're saying is if you meditate on that one thing and almost like a mind map for people that don't know what the word interbeing yeah means right interbeing means everything is connected so mm -hmm. and it inter is as Thich Han might say <laughs> yeah. everything inter is together yeah so to actually take one item just peanut butter peanut butter and and bread yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can actually sit there and break that down I love that I mean yeah. you could just spend your whole morning meditation and that's actually probably a cool idea right yeah i do and since i've like i said we're quarantined or we're secluded from the whole world right now it's a i i wasn't doing this a week ago I, or two weeks ago i wasn't and i when you have nothing to focus on you find something to focus on so i found that it's made me feel a lot better about myself and about what i eat and what goes in my body so it's just respecting myself and understanding that everything outside of me is an extension of me. So then I, outside of expressing what I'm grateful for in the morning, I think about a little bit of more of what I'm grateful for, the earth, um, understand that it gave me all the tools to stay alive, and then I journal about what I'm thinking about. And each day when I've been journaling, I find I find more of my answers about what I'm dealing with, my problems. Or whatever through talking it out to people mm, you know yeah but journaling is like doing that but with nobody which I love yeah because I'm not projecting onto anybody but just projecting on the paper and seeing what comes from it finding the answers in my yeah. brain so that's what I do and each day it's gotten easier I've been writing less because I've just been becoming more content with myself <clears throat> and loving myself more and understanding the nooks and crannies of myself that I've been ignoring
So yeah, that's that's one good thing that happened. That's one good thing right my there. My morning routine. Yeah, yeah, right, right. God, man. I mean, I I think very similarly. I wish that I was like you and had a little more time to do that, but I do yeah. find time to do do similar activities. For me, I typically it's as similar as you were talking about meditating on food. I try to meditate on people. Yeah, you know, and and look at them not through any kind of eyes of judgment or some kind of a framework that your our minds yes. tend to kick into, and try to get away from that automated framework of uh, outlining a person, going, "Oh, they do this, they say this. I know everything about them, and now I can just stick them into this sort of bubble pack and hang them on a rack and label it." A thousand percent. You know, so being able to think of somebody like you did the bread and go, where do they come from? <clears throat> what are they going through? Who's connected to them? Uh, it just really, um, I don't know, gets into that interbeing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like understanding. I've been dealing with this. So I, I feel like I find that the more I'm negative towards people or paint people in a negative light, it's just a reflection of how I feel about myself. Mm. So... I've noticed that the only thing holding me back from so many things is being insecure yeah. and afraid and the fear of myself and the fear of letting myself just be me. That so many people are like, you're so confident. I get times where I'm like, a lot of the time I'm not very confident in myself. Mm. And it's I'm realizing that, and now I am, um, or I'm learning to be that way. Yeah. And um, when I paint people in a negative light, anybody, anybody on this earth, it's just um, a reflection of myself. And thinking in a mindset of like, this person's like this, and putting them in a little box instead of letting them be more archetypal or whatever, um, is putting yourself in a box and restricting change and not letting yourself change and flow and grow and flourish. And I've realized a lot of the reason why I get stagnant sometimes or upset with myself is because I get mad at my past self and get embarrassed of my past self. Mm, and, yeah, yeah, things we've done. And I should be more compassionate and forgiving of my past self. And that's opened my eyes to everybody is always constantly changing. And how can I say that every day I'm growing, every day I'm evolving and changing? And then not let somebody else do that. Yeah, man, that's a good point. Like, there are people, that's something we have to do for other people. And we hopefully can get that from other people. Because if we are trying to change, and sometimes we change in private. You know, we've made a decision to change or or allow ourselves to move in a better direction. But then you encounter people that still see you as uh, one person, one person the way you are. They've mm-hmm. put you in that bubble pack and hung you on a wall and put a label on you, and so that's the whole of you. Mm-hmm. And then you go, well, I just have to kind of conform because nobody's really buying this me that uh, that I want to be or that I'm trying to be. Yeah, you know, they just dump you back into that old category and they'll make you wear that old skin. That's uh, something you got to, I think it's, that's where it's sort of, I guess the resistance comes in, you know, that's where you got to try hard. We got to try really hard. To protect our energy and stay confident in ourselves. And I guess just ooze that euphoric feeling that comes when you go to like a place you like or feel good about yourself. I just try to maintain that euphoria. Um, and I think because I'm alone a lot more now, it's easier, but it's, I find it's easier to become more independent in my energy. Yeah. And 
confidence. Practice, man. We just have to practice. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a lot. Look, we just got that's one question on the back of a coffee mug, right? I mean, guys, anything good happened today. today? Yeah. And uh, look at that. You can get so much good juice out of one. And it all goes back to gratitude. There you go. Being grateful <clears throat> for find the good. That's all it's about, yeah. right? For sure. Yeah. Well, I had I had good things happen today. Yeah. I mean, Tell my me. sister stopped by my office today, and I hadn't seen her in a long time. Uh, one of my sisters and my niece, and so we got to actually sit down and have a real intimate talk, and talk about some happy things, but also dive into some real personal heart territory and mind territory, mm-hmm. and uh, hash some things out, and just give each other some perspectives on things that are going on in our lives. You know, and if she hadn't stopped by just to honestly just use the bathroom at the office, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. So I was actually really grateful that she stopped by. Uh, so that was something good that happened today. Yes. Uh, I mean, gosh, there's so many little things, just like you said, if I yeah. if I could spend time like that, too. I, I'm just going to say that thing today, probably the highlight of the day was that with my sister. But then... Uh, the other good thing that happened today was uh, you and Michelle, y'all went down to actually to the dollar store and they actually had pasta on the shelf. Yes. And we were looking for some pasta. We didn't. That was one of the things that we didn't uh, buy whenever we were uh, doing some of our quarantine shopping. So anyway, Michelle actually found some pasta and some veggies and she cooked a wonderful soup. And I hadn't eaten all day. I was really busy today. So to come home, there was the smell of this vegetable soup, and I got to sit down and eat like two bowls of this really good soup. And uh, I was thinking that. I was like, man, I just hit the spot. It was nice to have not eaten all day. Yeah. I had a, like a deficit, and then to get home and go, man, it, it, isn't it funny how lack sometimes creates more beauty in something, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to taste something like the flavors of something like that soup yes. tasted probably better no slight to michelle it was a good soup but it probably tasted better than uh it would have had i had a meal today so yeah, yeah so really that's great. all you gotta bask yourself in being grateful for every little thing you get you know yeah <clears throat> well all right jonah that was good that i was enjoyed great. that yeah. so we encourage you guys to do that, but we're going to save that for the end of the show. So be thinking about that because I'm going to hopefully in the comments for the folks that are watching, looks like there's nine of you who are there. We've had some come and go so far. But, uh, yeah, for the folks that are here, be thinking about that. What good happened today? What was the highlight of your day? Did you find one, one beautiful thing <clears throat> that you could be grateful for today? Did you yes. find the good? But Jonah and I now, we're past that, right? We talked about what we found good. That's going to be y'all's turn later. Let's see that fishbowl, Jonah. Okay. All right. So, guys, remember the fishbowl. This is what it looks like. Every guest of Find the Good News uh, has stuck their hand in here pre-corona COVID-19. So, I have Lysoled the interior of this bowl. But I'm going to mix it up just just so you know we're not cheating here. All right, you know, Jonah's never done this before, so and it's really hard for me to get out of my role as interviewer, so I'm going to hold it up. Jonah, get in there okay. and pick one, buddy. All right. This one. Okay. All right. This is a broad... Okay. All right, good. What is it? I'm excited. What is your gift? What is your gift? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Like, your, your, your gift. Like... What you have to say. Not your gifts. 
What, what you is have? your gift like to the world, man? And to yourself? Oh yeah, to whoever. What is? What do you think is your gift? That's a big oh, question. Oh my gosh. Goodness. Holy cow, dude. You picked a big one to start with. This is what the guests on the show go through. That's hard stuff, guys. I don't I don't know. I think I know. What is it? I think I <clears throat> I'm not going to it's hard to define it. I don't like the con, the constraint. You yeah. want to be able to go all over with it. It's like yeah. a here's the gift, but like here are all the beautiful blossoms that like vines and stuff, right? I think I don't know. You'd have to ask other people. Like, oh, that's good. What do you? What is maybe? But I think my gift is making people think. Hmm. I think I have a tendency. I do have a tendency to talk a lot. <laughs> like I like to talk, but I think recently I've been asking more questions to people. But I make sure to make my questions something they haven't necessarily thought about something that's unbiased you know yeah um or in favor of them and making them be like oh i'm a good person you know people that are insecure or i don't know i just think i make people think with the things i say i say some weird stuff sometimes the things i'm interested can be a cult can be what do you mean like i'm into spirituality and stuff like that and i'm like Sometimes I ask people, do you think you brought that upon yourself? Mm. You know, like, or just different things like that. It's hard to define it. Maybe that's an, an So what you're saying is you think your gift is to get other people to challenge their, what they're thinking yes. or what they believe about why something happened in their life? Yeah, they're limiting belief systems. Oh, okay. And like, for example, if someone's like, this is why the way I am. And I'm like, or are you choosing to make that? be the way you are it's just challenging limiting belief systems um making like what give me okay i'm gonna jump in this is just totally how this goes so i got a question yeah what do you consider give me a limiting belief system and you don't have to say any names but like give me an example of what you would say is oh that's a limiting belief system Mm -hmm. i'm encouraging you as your gift to challenge that okay um hmm i'm sad because I mm, okay uh, it's tough huh it's hard to think of okay let's think let me think of a limiting belief system I've had on myself um, yeah yeah not not other people well what's something where you've limited yourself mm, and then you had to push yourself through that limiting belief system uh, <clears throat> let me get you want me to give you one yeah you you give me one okay so or let's one talk you, about yeah. religion Okay. I know this is a touchy subject for some people. It's not for me. I, I love religion. I think it, all of them. There's a big and beautiful bouquet. Yes. But I know sometimes you might be challenged by, let's say, a very conservative Christian view, right? right. So how have you, when you've encountered a very conservative Christian view, and I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. bad, okay? Just mind you guys, let me run you off. Just follow me here. You've been, she'll say something about that doesn't align with your particular belief right. system, right? Yes. How do you push yourself to engage that and be open-minded when maybe something about that is uh, causing a disconnect for you or sparks? Does that make right. sense the way yes, I frame that? that? Okay. Sense. Try to so, be safe with it, but that's, that's... I do have a friend that she's actually Pentecostal, but she's super open-minded and she yeah. loves to talk to me about this stuff. Um, but... 
like for example god mm. some people call god a he mm, right stuff. right okay that's a good i like this why isn't like god this. an entity and if god created you from i don't know the bible word for word but if god created you in the eye of himself is that is that god in you is that god in everything um or why does god have to be a man is god energy is god an entity so that's getting into energy yeah we all have energy energy can't be created or destroyed so this sounds like okay i don't think i'm okay so i get where you're going you're that you're taking that and explaining your question about it yeah but what if somebody comes with to you and their framework is totally different and they're not even wanting to argue with you but y'all have a connection right right are you will or do you have is it a challenge for you to understand where they're understand coming where they're coming from no okay and to why why they would use that language or no, because it's it i mean it's the father all that you know what i mean and that goes into everything i mean like if someone's like i can't work out because i don't have the time so what about the time when you're on your phone that you could be spending on this you know what i mean yeah yeah or i, get it. I overthink because my dad did this to me when i was little you know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Have you not challenged those belief systems? Have you ever asked yourself? Have you ever just sat down and asked yourself, am I the problem? Mm. You know what I mean? So, but then again, I would have to have somebody to bounce back and forth off of, you know what I mean? No, I get it. I get it. <clears throat> so, is that my gift? Is that my gift? I mean, it's definitely one of your gifts. I mean, I know that michelle's in here commenting and she's like you asked me some hard questions boy. i do ask hard questions i ask questions i like, like those questions though like for example why are we on a big ball in space mm-hmm. explain that why like, are we on a big ball in space exactly like who says that we have to that it has to be a spherical ball in space that we can live on why and also why you know is it jupiter that it rains diamonds I don't know, but is or that true? Or Saturn. Yeah, yeah, there's a planet that it rains diamonds. Why can't we withstand that pressure? And why are we made up of the exact perfect materials to make us a walking and talking, functioning human being? You know what I mean? Just challenge do, those yeah. belief systems in your brain. Unlock different parts of your brain that you didn't. You know what I mean? See, I like these kind of conversations with you because they get me excited. Because I love talking about the why... Why are things so perfectly designed? Yeah. You know, I love that because for me, it leads me closer to an answer, you know, that I have come to to accept that there's intelligence behind that. Mm -hmm. Some kind of intelligence. I don't claim to know what that intelligence, what form that intelligence takes or how that even happens. I love the idea that there's a mystery to that. I think that's kind of beautiful that, that it's something out of reach that can only be almost intuited but not uh, <clears throat> not fully explained, you know? Yeah. That, that makes it beautiful. When you ask those questions, yeah. I get excited, you know? I, I, I was talking to Michelle today, and I said to her, um, <laughs> I said, the only way to know is in the unknown, you know what I mean? Mm. And I find when I'm searching for answers, and I'm, I stress out, so I get stressed and obsessive and stuff, when I can't find answers, not necessarily for things like why is the earth spherical, but just within myself. And I usually am grasping at what I already know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like reaching for air, you know? But yeah, I get that. 
why can't I just let myself sink into the unknown, explore other possibilities? And it mm. usually comes down to, a lot of the time, it comes down to, like I was talking about earlier, insecurity. Why can't the problem be myself? Am I bringing What do you mean? Problem? What do you mean? Why can't the problem be myself? What are you talking about? Like, for example, I'll be like, I don't deserve this. Or like, I'll feel like undeserving of things and like... Like what? Um... Uh, well, I'm, I'm really gonna keep stopping you. I've, I've talked to you about this. I've because I'm gay. Okay. I've said I don't get to have these experiences. Oh yeah, right, right. I don't get <clears throat> to feel love for. Well, I get to feel love for people, but it's never. I never get to feel it the same way as somebody that's in a relationship. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> if you have a limiting mindset, it could be true. But who says I don't? Who says I can't feel that exact same love for somebody? You know. Who says some people don't feel those same loves for me, you know? Right. Because I'm, I don't know what's going on in other people's brains. Yeah. I can, I don't know what other people are thinking about me. And like, it's just a limiting belief system because of my insecurity towards myself and me oppressing the past versions of me. I could have done this better. I like that, and me I'm, oppressing myself. the past versions of me. And I just mm -hmm. recently have been digging up those insecurities and addressing them feeling them and mm. understanding why i felt them and just switching them into a positive light you know what i mean yeah um like i don't know it's just there's a lot of things i could have said this better i did and i've been telling myself i did the best that i could in the moment yeah i'm always looking out for myself there's never been a moment in my life where i was just like i'm gonna do what's worse for me Mm, right, you know? you're right. So why am I gonna? Why am I gonna get down on myself for just doing the best that I could? I had anxiety playing in as a factor. I had all these things um, that were weighing down on me, but they were all self-inflicted. And now I'm realizing that. So that's a limiting self-belief. Yeah. Um, that I don't deserve love because mm. of this, that, the third. Yeah. And I've been telling myself I've just had this weird higher knowing that's just i've been hearing it like no like you're telling me stop like stop thinking like that and i've always had that but i just tell myself that and dismiss it because i deserve to feel this way but i i really don't i deserve nothing but greatness just like every person on this planet does we all deserve greatness no matter who you are what political stance you align with no matter what religion you believe in who cares we mm. all deserve the highest good for all ourselves, and well, you know, I guess that's what I mean by a limiting mindset. Yeah, Richard Rohr talks that. about this all the time, and in one of his last book, Universal Christ, he was talking about how we live in this <clears throat> survival mode, and we operate from a scarcity model, and because we operate from a scarcity model, it almost perpetuates more scarcity and more survival, you know. But if we operated from the idea of abundance and life yes. which is what really you know everything really is is life and pouring out and, and things replenishing themselves if we worked with that model uh, and leaned into that model humanity would really really flourish and we wouldn't suffer so much yeah, yeah. it's interesting yeah because it's kind of similar well i mean it's just different words but it's similar to what you're talking about yeah it's a and it's <clears throat> limiting to tell yourself that and I mean, I guess I keep saying this word of limiting and coming from a place of lack because uh, so many 
so many things we could be grateful for and tell us ourselves that we're abundant for, you know what I mean? I'm abundant in people in my life, even if some people have nobody, so I am abundant. I'm abundant in emotion, I'm abundant in positivity, that I have endless amounts to use and lean on and support myself with. I'm abundant, and that's breaking out of that limiting mindset. Because Ms. Janice said, when we tell ourselves, because every day we wake up and do the same, some people just wake up and do the same thing every day. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about it. We're living in the past present when we do that. Live in the present. Present. Change. If something's positive and you're not doing it, why not lean into that? Yeah. You can make excuses, but then again, that's coming from a place of lack and limit. My man, guilty as charged. I mean, yeah, that book that um, Becoming Supernatural that you and I have been listening to uh, talked about, talks a lot about that. You know, when you think about yourself in the past, your brain is living in the past, and therefore mm -hmm. it's feeding your body the same chemicals that it's become accustomed to. I mean, the brain is a, as a chemistry lab and a chemical factory. And so if you wake up in the morning and you're stuck in that same routine and you're having the same thoughts and you're not really doing anything to break yourself free from the clock or the watch, all those little parts, right? then your brain doesn't care if you've think you want to do better it doesn't care what your brain doesn't care about any of that stuff your brain goes oh who cares here's your drugs from yesterday and it just dumps yeah. that in your body and it keeps you in that that state that's something i the the chemical part of it is something i had really never sat and thought about until listening to that book yeah. uh yeah the 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 drugs that my brain is feeding me and it's the, and that's making it harder to free myself from that state so i have to try to consciously do new things and which i think i do do that but it is a struggle i mean because there's all these systems right out in the yeah. world that like go hey you that doesn't work man you can't be breaking sync with all this you gotta you gotta go to work at this time you gotta do this 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 cool. this so there's all yeah. these benchmarks yeah. throughout the day that's screaming at you saying don't don't change don't change just do the same yeah, and you know I've always you know me I've always raged against that because I'm like if I'm doing that then I'm just teaching my kids to do that, and all these little systems of slavery that are out there that keep you in servitude and keep your head down and a boot on your neck, then your kids just gonna yeah. walk right into the same system and and nothing changes and then humanity continues to operate from a system of in a system of lack. Yeah, so. I kind of stumbled upon that resolution or stumbled upon what I was trying to say, but I do think that my gift is making people think. I love it, man. That's a my fantastic friend, gift. One of my best friends, Raina, tells me, she's like, I always apologize because I'm like, oh, I talk so much. I'm sorry. And she's like, stop saying sorry. You make me think. I love that you make me think. So, right. I think that's what that is. Well, What's your gift? Oh, boy. My gift, man. Yeah. Ugh, I think it, it's interesting. You talked about change. It's probably just changed. As my life has changed, Every day. you know, I mean, uh, what was my gift when I was your age? I don't know. But my gift today, um, I'll have to think about this sometimes. And I guess in my uh, today, based on where I'm at in my life today, I think my gift would be creating a safe space for people to explore themselves with me. I don't know that I'm like you in the sense that I challenge people to think differently, 
I just want them. I, I like to present a space. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess in a way, probably people online have noticed in the last this year, I started signing everything with this brother Orin tag. Yes. You know, on one hand, I have these fears that that's pretentious. Like, why is he doing that? But I'll tell the truth about why I did that. That was me trying to break my cycle because the reality is the person that people know and the person that I want to be and that I sense myself becoming, that person really does see other people as relatives, as children of creation and of the creator. And I'm actually bound to my human brothers and sisters. And I'm actually bound in this... uh, interbeing and inter entangled with them. I get that I am entangled with other people and plants and animals. Yeah. So by just simply stepping into that role and adding that little nickname, whatever you want to call it, a little moniker, that allows me when I communicate to go, hey, I'm creating a a safe sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And the way I create that safe sanctuary is by learning new things, learning about the world as much as I can with the time that I have, and then speaking openly about a variety of things, but then also, and also celebrating those things, but then also being honest about the things that I cling to. Yeah. So I cling to things that I hold sacred, and they are very particular. Uh, but other people cling to other things. Yeah. But I also want to celebrate that with them while not losing the beauty of my own identity. And so I guess for me, that's the sanctuary that I want to create, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's at home. And I'm not always successful at that. So, I mean, I don't know if you'd call failure a gift because I fail all the time, but I try to learn. You know, sometimes I don't always create a sanctuary with my wife. Sometimes I don't always create a safe sanctuary for you. Sometimes that's because I'm tired. Sometimes because things have come in. Sometimes it's because I've been caught in the cycle of the markers, you know, the, you know, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. things that have to be done. Yeah. But I always try, whether anybody can see it or not, to reserve a secret, safe little place. Some language that's like really been uh, powerful to me. I, I've been reading the uh, the hymns of uh, Saint Simeon, the the new theologian, and his language is just beautiful. And he uses the phrase uh, "pitch your tent within me" mm. uh, <laughs> when he prays to yeah. God, and I love that language. That pitch your tent within me. And so, I, as somebody who loves the outdoors and loves to camp. I can literally visualize that so easily. And it's funny because I never have a particular other being that comes to sit with me by this fire, by my tent. But I sit in my mind at this little space, this little tent with this little stoked fire. Yeah. But I don't feel alone when I'm there, you know? And that's kind of what I want to encourage in other people. I guess maybe. Somewhere in a weird roundabout way, maybe that's my gift, and maybe that'll change. Finding like a self-love or a self Or just creating a space where people can come and say, whether it's a joy, maybe if somebody wants to come and celebrate their joy and say, oh my God, I had the best day ever, I want to tell that to you. just give them all the attention. I want to be excited for them and stop them and ask them questions and then like, let's just go into all the little chambers of your good day. But if you had a bad day... I also want those people to know, okay, 
well, let's also go into those chambers too. Yeah. And let's go look at the ugly things. And I want them to know, hey, it's okay. I'll, I'll, you do not have to walk into those places, good or bad, by your friend. I totally believe in accompaniment. I know that that's something that uh, Pope Francis uses that word. We should accompany each other spiritually. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's people, you know, he has hits and misses. I mean, I know that. But in that regard of spiritual accompaniment, I love that language. I think, hey, just be there with somebody. Let them have their own experience, but be willing to just kind of walk with them. I do that with you. I think of you. It's interesting, this question, because it's exactly how I feel about you. I mean, 100%. Sometimes you're into things spiritually in your journey that I know I have either was into and have laid down or have never done and have no interest in. And I don't mean that in any kind no, of ugly yeah, way. Yeah, I hear it. I hear it. But I still can look at it and go, well, that's not for me. I can tell by the way it feels. And I'm even willing to try it and then go, this isn't for me. But yeah. I do see it having effect on you. Mm-hmm. My job is to encourage and accompany. Yes. And when you have Sweet. questions, that's I nice. can go, hey, I don't know. Let me see. And then I can learn, too, and then look at it through some different lenses and just be with you in that journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I think that maybe my gift, and I don't know if that's like a clean answer. Like yeah. my gift is X, but uh, given somebody that full attention, because so many we don't, so many people are too, I guess, so, and it's weird. We can be so insecure about ourselves, yet be so engaged and fully immersed in just our life and our ego, and blocking out anything else that isn't that. Yeah, and giving somebody that attention, being like, "Yes, I love being around somebody that's fully confident and um, what is it like lit up about something they're passionate about." Yeah, you've told me that. Yes, it just makes me feel good, just like to see somebody in their full embrace. You said that about your buddy, and we don't have to say his name, but your buddy who's a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you go, "I'm not into wrestling," but you got so excited that he wanted to share like all the details of, of wrestling with you. And I thought that was interesting. You said, yeah, I don't, that's not my thing, yeah, but like there's something sure. exciting that he's so passionate about it mm-hmm. and he wants to know about color guard and that's not his thing. And yeah. that's, I, I love that, man. I wish we could, if we could all get like that and yes. like in a bottle and just take a little sip of that every yeah. morning, dump it in our coffee or whatever and just go, yeah. hey, I'd op- I'm going to open my eyes today. And it's like, and it, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And it honestly, sometimes it doesn't even at all have to do with the context of what they're talking about. It's just that high vibrational frequency that they're sending out, and it just projects onto you. Somebody, I'm, we're both empathetic, yeah. And somebody being happy just lights me up. It energizes me, and I love being around people that are passionate about what they love. Yeah. And I find, especially the people I decide to be around, they're all very different in their own ways, but they're very, I, I choose to be around them because they're so passionate and because they have a a fire in them that they, they, I don't know how to explain it, they just have a fire that I just love to be around and it's contagious. And when somebody's happy, I just get, so yeah, I, yeah. I know I'm just being No, man, I get it. I, dude, okay, yeah. no, I got to point out something. That was one question. We've been talking for 45 42, minutes. Yeah. You know, so for the folks that do listen to the podcast, I mean, you see why some of my episodes go on and on because the fishbowl, Yes. It's turning into like this sacred thing, man. Like it actually has some kind of ability 
to uh, yeah. I don't to think really we were, get in there. We didn't get off track though. I don't no. think. I think we I mean, stayed it on was gifts. relevant. Totally okay. relevant. Yeah. So all right, Jonah. So let's shuffle it up here and let's get another. Let's get another round. So guys, okay, shuffled up, Jonah. Oh me? Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. I'm just. We're gonna both answer okay. them. Hey. All right. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Show it up on the screen after you read it, oh, so people okay. see what it says. If you had to write a book, what would you write about? Okay. If you had to write a book, what would you write about? Hmm. I, I want to know. Have you thought about this before? I have. You thought like, about writing a book? I like writing. I do like writing. Uh, if I had to write a book, I don't. I would love to say what I'm most interested in now is mindfulness, spirituality, um, intuition, and becoming in alignment with your dreams. Whoa, sorry, y'all. How to get high vibrational gratitude, stuff like that. That's probably what I'm most interested in now and what I know the most about because it has to do with myself, which is kind of, I don't know. Um, so, I don't know, maybe a personal development story? I don't know. Okay, that's yeah. what I would probably write a book about. That yeah. was a short answer. No, that's okay, because actually I think my choice would be the same thing. I don't have any great fiction or anything like yeah. that that I want to write. But uh, I definitely have a story, and you know that I have a story, about my Natchitoches experience and how that yeah. really was a life-changing event. And... Uh, the long answer, the long short answer is there is definitely a story there and it's not because I'm, I have some big ego that I want to tell it. I mean, yeah. I've, I've already been down that road. This is something that happened yes. 25 years ago, but it was so pivotal. I mean, you know, there's some pivotal things that happen in people's lives. There's birth, you know, there are deaths that happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's marriages, there's all these different things Resentment. that are going to happen, and you're going to go, yeah. oh my God, I remember these big, huge moments. You're going to graduate high school, you're going to get your first job, your first kiss, you know, <laughs> the first time you make love, all these different things. But I can say with 100%, I've thought about this so many times, no day that I can say has been so pivotal as that day in August of 1995. And everything that happened from that day puts me in this chair right next to you. It's put me in front of everybody I've ever been with. Good, bad, it was so formative. Uh, and that doesn't mean that it was a, a beginning of perfection. No. <laughs> no, I, was I mean, there was suffering yeah. and tears and heartache all mixed in with that, that day. But every single time, I can always go back and hook everything to that day and it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter how many years i go even when i have a dry spell where it's like man i've just been so dry for a long time or i've had so much suffering that i just can't see the blue sky mm -hmm. i can hook it back to that day and go oh even during that time whatever happened that day i can reframe everything it's sort of like a string that just slices through and i can just see the reality again uh, through the eyes that I was given that day, or the eyes that were open that day, and that's so. Yeah, my book would be about that experience. Um, What's weird is the last time we just recently went to Kasachi. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed the shift, but something happened to me that day, and that's why I'm like the way I am right now. I, you know, we talk about this how I'm always like I've changed, 
every, yeah, every right, week. Right, right. But I genuinely think that this that was the most memorable day of, memorable day of my what, life. What, just recently when we went? Yes. Wow, that was just like last weekend. That sparked something. And now mm. I'm like getting into... I'm not going to get too much into it. But we, I think I, it definitely started something that... it's. A, it was a different kind of... I understood where you were coming from when you talked about Kasachi, if that makes sense. Oh, no, I get it. You know, it's kind of like I was listening to, um, again, Richard Rohr, not to, I, mean, I guess because I listened to his podcast a lot, but he was talking about the rite of baptism and, you know, how there's something really primal about it, you know, because you're especially immersion and how, you know, you're held underwater just at that moment maybe where you might need to take a breath and then you come out... And there's something where it connects you to the water and the earth. There's something very elemental about it. And so some people who were baptized as babies, you know, in maybe the Catholic Church or another tradition, they don't have that visceral experience of making a choice to become a new being and to have closed their eyes and went under and being that idea where you're connected to all those sensations. I can say for me, like I was baptized when I was 12 and it was a choice. I was young. Um, no, I wasn't 12. I was actually 14. I'm sorry. I was almost about to go into high school, I think. But yeah, I remember that and it was powerful, but that day in Natchitoches, uh, was like that for me. It was just completely like everything turned inside out. Everything I'd thought about the world up Mm -hmm. to that point, I found out was a complete, everything was so different than the way I believed. Yes. And what I was seeing the world through what eyes I was looking through. We are we always are looking through these like weird egotistical even like when I'm when I hear people say we're on the human realm, I'm like, no. Because we coexist with so many even just like earth like not even just. We are okay. The perfect way I can explain it is I'm listening to this song a lot lately. And my favorite lyric in it is, if you could die and come back to life, like up for air from the swimming pool, you kneel down to the dry land and kiss the earth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And gave you tools just to stay alive. So, it's, we are one with the earth, water, fire, Yeah, it's in your body. Animals. So we're not living on the human realm. You're in connection. This is getting back to your original thing about what you were grateful for. Yes, we're all, and you're you're connected to all those things ultimately. All, yeah, and yeah. I'm so grateful for all of it. Yeah, there's something about going out, like you said, to Kasachi too, on a, a day like we had last weekend, where you can hear the wind kind of breathing through the forest, and then when you feel it on your skin, it's it's completely different than when you feel the wind just uh, in your front yard, and there's cars going by, and there's the refineries, you know, blazing every stack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like you go, Oh, it's, you're breathing with other things in creation. You can actually get into that space and there's something very, it's sacred. I mean, it's something special about that. But ever since I've been there this last time, it's not been so different. If that Mm. makes sense at just sitting at, not just like I find those as very sacred moments sitting outside in the morning, expressing the gratitude for the food I'm eating and the journal I'm writing in and expressing gratitude for myself and my personal growth. I find it just when I connect it back to Kasachi, of course, of, of course, Kasachi is amplified, but I find little things that relate it right back to it. And I f- find myself just being bathed in high vibration, bathed in gratitude, just 
fully embracing the world that I live in and yeah. the universe that I live in and that's I mean, serving you know, me. You know, the real trick, Jonah, with all of that, and it's for me still at my age, I mean, I was your age one time and, you know, it's always the trick. The mm-hmm. real challenge is staying there whenever troubles come. I've always gone, okay, can I rest in that space? Can I, for me, and the way, like, the way I would frame it is, and this gets back to the book, why I would write a book about that mm-hmm. is because I can now put myself back in that space where my life changed in my yeah. mind. And it is not just in my memories. And maybe it is, you could argue that somebody with some science uh, could come in here and go, well, it actually is, you know, just stored in there. I don't care either way. For me, it brings me back to that space. I can get back in that sacred zone. I can smell it, see it, taste it, and the emotions are all triggered again. The thoughts, the feelings, the whole new worldview. So somewhere inside me that exists. Yeah. You know, someone could come through to that space and bulldoze it down, which shouldn't happen ever, but it could completely be erased, but it exists now because I experienced it. I know that seems crazy, but it's like it's somewhere else now. It's and I, I have, I really and... somewhere believe that even if these flesh and bones, when those things finally fall away, that that space will always exist somehow because it went yeah. further than just stuff. It was just, it wasn't just yeah. matter. It was like infused with something spirit. of spirit and yeah. you know, that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. So anyway, that's, but, that, no, that's but, my book <laughs> somewhere in there. There's a book. I hear it. And it's like, Ever since I've been there for this most recent time, maybe it's because we went on a different route this time, but it was just like, I've been feeling that same way ever since I left, and I'm aligning with the things that attract that, and I'm, I'm getting a lot of clarity on what should stay in my life and what shouldn't, and I'm, as well as like how you said somebody could come down and bulldoze that, People, other people are not are not in our control. They're out of our control, and that I'm learning that people can come and go out of your life, mm-hmm. and you can't control that. That's not yours to control. That's not yours to cling onto and attach to. Yeah, there's entanglements. I there's, mean, that's there's physical entanglements. Yeah. There's uh, and there's spiritual entanglements. It's like in that book we're listening to, the Becoming Supernatural, the quantum field and yeah. quantum entanglements. I mean, we are entangled in those things. So when we are entangled with places and spaces and other people. For me, I know I have always felt that. Even when people, I mean, to anybody listening to this tonight who has come on the podcast, I feel like I sense it when they're there, and I hope that they feel that too, yeah. that we're entangled with each other. Yeah. You know, we're, we're in each other's space. Well, maybe those will both be really good books. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to get around to writing a book. I don't have, yeah. like, any intention of that. So, But, but that yeah. would be it. I... I've been um, retreating lately, like how I was, I was just talking about like entanglement. I've been just carefully untangling myself from the things don't, that don't serve me anymore and li- limiting mindsets and all that. And um, I truly feel that anything that's in my life right now has a purpose. Yeah. And it, if, if it's in my life, it's supposed to be there. Mm. And I've chosen to fully embrace it. And I've been... It's worked in my favor. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like the Tao Te Ching talks yeah. about that. The master allows things to come and go yeah. with ease, you know. Right. It isn't the master isn't uh, particular. 
right? So to speak. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's some good things. They're coming. While they're here, I will be. I, I'm going to let myself be entangled with them. When yeah. they go, I'm not going to pull on Clean the strings of it, entanglement. Yeah. And when bad it. things come, I'm also not going to hold those things in entanglement. I'm going to let them go too. And that's sort of a Buddhist concept too of impermanence. You know that we should. Thich Nhat Hanh used to say that about the Vietnam War that change is the law and we should work with the the very law that is change yes. allow this this war is here mm-hmm. but we need to work with change and allow this war to go yeah if we fight with it we entangle ourselves with it and yeah. we almost keep it if yeah. that makes any sense mm-hmm. i've done that i mean gosh i've done that even, no matter what i think i know i can still fall back into that state of entanglement with something negative and not allow it to go on its own because it will go it will go and it's it's all there to teach you something and help you grow and boost you nothing is here to well things are here to destroy foundations in our life that don't serve us but not completely tear you down to you know what i mean no i get it i do yeah okay that's a good question man time to go let's get on the third one we're gonna keep these people all night they're just dying to know what you're gonna say at the next Okay. All right, fishbowl. All right. Last last question. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. You know what? I'm going to do it. Okay, 10 services that should exist but don't. Okay, 10. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do 10, Not but I can do either. one. All right, I let's try this. Service that 10 services exist. that should exist. Or That's just interesting. services, period. Huh? Just services, period. I don't know if I can do 10. No, just do one. Think one. of something that you really think that doesn't exist, okay. but you wish that did exist. Um, what? I don't know. Yeah? I got one. I know. I've what? thought about this all the time. It's not something that doesn't exist in other places, but it doesn't exist where I live in Southwest Louisiana. And I think about it all the time. I've even mentioned it out loud to a few people. So maybe I can breathe on it and breathe some life on it. Maybe someday it'll come to existence. But sometimes when I see like an old church property, um, or even like a piece of property where it looks like, man, this could be developed, but it's just sitting here. Or even when I see a dwindling congregation, you're going, man, they, they look like they're probably going to close that down, but they have this little sanctuary. I always have this thought how wonderful it would be in southwest Louisiana to have a multicultural and um, interfaith center yes. that had classrooms and a sanctuary where people could, of different faiths and different uh, disciplines, could actually all pool in together as sort of a collective and have nights where people intermingle and learn about each other's faith, their religion. They could share in some of their ceremonies and and, um, rituals um, where they could get educated on those things, where they could take... uh, you know, language classes and even learn crafts and trades that are from other cultures or even culinary things from other cultures. I think something like that in our area would be amazing. And I just think, man, you could even have nights where different groups would, um, kind of like in, in office buildings, some place people will have a common conference room area and they go, well, you know, there's a list and everybody gets on the list and books the conference room 
you know, and whoever it's a first come first serve type of thing. I would love to see a meditation hall like that. That'd be sweet. Or, you know, some, a group of Catholics could come in and say, you know, we're going to pray the chapel of the divine mercy, you know, and bring in a painting and some sandal, you know, uh, candles of our own. And we're going to do that on this night. But then a group of, of Muslims that come in there and do a meditation or a prayer, Sikhs, Baha'i, yeah. you know, you name it. I would love that. I would I love, love to facilitate too. something like that and see that in our area. I have fears about it because I don't trust that our area yeah. would accept something like that. But at the same time, never know. I still feel like it That'd would be, be okay to take the heat to create something like that. Because if we don't ever have it, we're just going to descent into more and more. Yes. Uh, close-mindedness and separation because there are people who feel like that here but there's mm. just no haven if that makes any sense yeah so that's there you go that's oh, my big man. answer of a service that doesn't exist i don't know if you call it a service but it would definitely be something can i say i agree yeah i can you agree with that <laughs> but i like that i like that that'd be cool that'd be nice and like you said like just like a descending into a yeah, that'd be tough. That's that'd be that'd be awesome. It would help us grow down here. You know what, Michelle? I got to talk about this. And this is the second thing. Michelle said she wished we had a scattering garden, and I don't know if everybody who's in knows what a scattering garden is. But mm. in uh, Thibodeau, Louisiana, when Jonah had a color guard competition, what I like to do when I go out of town is find all the cemeteries and visit them and a lot of times i find the, it's like archaeology man or expeditions i can get to go see so much history and and it's tender and you get to read these beautiful epitaphs and just stand in these spaces where you know somebody loves someone well at this one particular cemetery that my niece and i went to there was this beautiful circular garden that had a small brick wall around it and it had grass all within it but it had this beautiful like almost mandala type labyrinth of paths that went to the center and in the center was this big beautiful celtic cross well on all of the brick in the circular were these little bitty plaques these little brass plaques and it had a person's name and it had a birth date and a death date mm -hmm. and then when i was walking out it had all these different entrance points you know at the north south and east and west so you could come in from any side and when we walked out we saw a sign that said this is a scatter garden and so what it's designed for is for people who have had their their loved one cremated or honestly well i don't know this but i can tell you from experience that sometimes cremation is not what a family wants to do sometimes cremation is what a family can do because burial is so expensive yeah. and what this church did was on the cemetery property created a space for people who really couldn't afford to have a big extravagant extravagant funeral, but still wanted to do something special and sacred for their loved ones. So That'd essentially nice. you pay that church $45 and you go out there with your loved one's ashes and you scatter them in the grasses and flowers of that garden. And then they put a plaque on the wall for your loved one. And so you know that this whole circular area is where ashes have been scattered of all these loved people mm -hmm. and there's flowers growing out there and you know it, it, you can't help but have your heart moved because I, I think a scatter garden is just compassion straight up that's i awesome. mean there's no way around it that's just straight up compassion yeah that'd be tough so yeah i think that's another man i could go on and on about that place that really moved my heart i wish I wish I had the resources to do something like that here in Southwest Louisiana. Good idea, Michelle. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. That's dope.
No joke. So what about you? You got one particular thing or are you just going to really support don't. my... <laughs> I, support, I support my parents' ideologies. Yeah, you support comes... my multicultural interfaith center. Yes, I would, I would, I would attend it. <laughs> we'll, put a, we'll put the scatter garden there. There, yes. It'll be there. Oh my gosh, that's That, that even sounds better. Low key. Yeah. Not high key. Hey, someone bring that to life, man. We'll help. I don't have the resources, but we'll help. So are you going to draw three more? No, I'm not going to draw three more. Well, we just answered yours together. That's okay. it. That's kind of what we do on the on Find the Good okay. News. So that was it. So that's our three questions. Sweet. Um, this was a lot of fun. I had fun. What's fun it. is every time we draw, we do this, we can draw three more questions. Yes, period. Yeah, we, had, it's we a, had a bunch of friends in here tonight, too. They teeter-tottered yeah. between sometimes 17 to 9 you know people so thank you all for sticking around and it was good to shift our focus from covid-19 coronavirus God, no joke. news to because we need people and we need things to engage us and keep us grateful for our lives no joke keep man. us high vibrational happy and progressing and not being stagnant in the coronavirus news scary life you know what i mean yeah i do know what we you got mean. lives to live we we got emotions to grow into and yeah. goodness to flourish yeah so i gotta ask you guys this was the way we started the show but uh i want to end the show with the same question for you you don't have to answer it right now but look did anything good happen today? You don't have to think about that right now. I mean, if you have time, that'd yeah. be great. Put yourself to bed with that question. Yes, I was about to say. Start your day with it, it uh, too. You know, will something good happen today? You know, yeah. if you know you're going to ask yourself that at the end of the day, it gives you something to look for throughout the, the day. Answer is always yes. Yeah, there's something out there. Something. Absolutely. Being alive, light, color, anything. And I do want to thank everybody who came in. You know, if you if we look back through the comments. I see people like Jasper here. He said he, he was talking about what his gift is. He said he, he thinks his gift is just being a hard worker. When he actually wants something, he can work for it and not have to yes. worry that he won't be able to get it done in time or be able to do it at all. I love that. Yeah. Way to go, Jasper. Period. Yeah. And Michelle, what's her gift? Her gift is listening without judgment. I would yes. totally agree with that. Completely agree. Michelle's a big old set of ears. With a big old heart in the middle. Yes, and she's taught me a lot. She taught me a lot about listening, and that's why I started listening. I prefer it instead of spewing how I feel all the time, you know? Just listening to somebody and understanding other people's mindsets and the complexities of everybody, every individual person, yeah. you know? And like, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you all. Um, just as a reminder... We may do this every Friday for, as a part of hashtag Find the Good Friday. I tried to kick that off a while back, and I just couldn't keep up with it. But uh, we're going to make time to do this on Fridays, we think, at least for the time being during this whole uh, social distancing, which I think I get why that's called that, but we don't want people to feel like they're socially distant. Yeah. I truly believe that we live in a time well, – I don't believe it. It's the truth – we live in a time where we have more communication tools than any human beings have ever had before, at least that we know of, and we're not using them to the best of our ability. There yeah. are people in this world who have so much power over our lives. They can make decisions and change the whole course of our lives. I mean, look, right now, we're, our, our governor has changed our lives, right? Yes. 
I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying our lives have been changed because someone has authority and power, or we've given them authority and power over us. So there are people that are not using these tools properly, and we know them. We see them. They have control over our minds. They get control over our hearts mm -hmm. because we hear these messages over and over. If we're going to survive, if we're going to flourish, as Jonah said, if we're going to grow, we have to use these tools better. We have to use these tools for good. We have to spread more positive information. We have to use them to connect with each other, not just on the things we agree on. We have to use them to explore the world, meet new people, be open to new ideas, and learn to love each other again. Learn to love yourself. Learn to love yourself, right? Meet yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what Find the Good News is all about. Mm -hmm. And I hope you'll go listen to the podcast if you've never listened to it before. If you're on this page, maybe you have. Lots of good stories, lots of good people, good people doing good works. That's what Find the Good News is all about. We've got new episodes coming out. I think I got one a week, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, foreseeable future. <laughs> Shorter time period than that. I know I have at least a month or so's worth of episodes pre-recorded. So if we can, you know, look for it every week. I'll put it out. Um, so you've got something good to listen to. So you can meet good people. And you got to meet somebody good tonight that you heard me talk about. I appreciate that. Jonah. Thanks for doing this with me. I appreciate me. you. All right. Good night, friends. Deuce. Find the good. With the movement of a merry-go-round You always finish back where you start So accustomed to the spinning all around you I love you just as well